the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Isn't it wonderful to find like-minded believers in Jesus Christ who have the same you know, zeal for the Lord and zeal for the Word of God as you do? We, listen, here's the application for us. We should be eagerly looking for Jesus Christ to come for His church and take us to heaven at any moment. Just like this small group living in Anna's time, we should understand the times that we live in. Do you ever struggle to find people that you really connect with? For Christians, it's arguably harder to find those people because many believers just seem to be going through the motions. Pastor Dan reminds us today that we're called to pay attention to the times we live in because as we get closer to Jesus' return, the signs become clearer and more frequent. And we don't want to be caught asleep. Don't be like the majority of the people in the Bible who weren't watching for Jesus, even though it was his time. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 49 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We've made our way to Genesis 49, and uh, we're also going to look at a couple other passages in Luke chapter 2 and Matthew chapter 4. Genesis 49, we left off at verse 20, where it says, Bread from Asher shall be rich, and he shall yield royal dainties. Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. Well, here at the end of his life, Jacob gave a series of prophecies to each of his 12 sons and their descendants, the 12 tribes of Israel. And we've been taking these prophecies and looking at the prophecies that Jacob gave to each son and and then how it was fulfilled later in Israel's history, you know, tracing out the fulfillment of these prophecies in the scriptures. Uh, And today we look at the prophecies Jacob made regarding the tribes of Asher and Naphtali. We've been referencing this map of how the promised land was divided up among the tribes. Again, today we're going to talk about Asher and Naphtali. You can see Asher in the, in the northwestern corner of the promised land, and Naphtali is right next to it. Those are the two territories we're going to talk about. First, we're going to look at the prophecy to the tribe of Asher. Uh, again, verse 20 says, bread from Asher shall be rich and he shall yield royal dainties. Now, the name Asher means happy, and the name foreshadows Asher's future prosperity and blessing from the Lord. 
Asher was given a fruitful and productive land along the Mediterranean coast there, just north of Mount Carmel in that northwestern region of the promised land. Asher will become the breadbasket of the nation of Israel, and they will provide from their abundance to the rest of the nation. It says Asher will yield royal dainties or food fit for a king, which speaks of the quality of the food that Asher will produce. Asher will produce the best quality food in the land of Israel. Asher was blessed by the Lord with a fertile, productive land, and they used that to bless others in the nation. If God has blessed you abundantly, use those blessings to bless others. Be gracious and generous with the things that God has blessed you with. Now look at verse 20 again. It says that Asher shall be rich, and you should underline that word rich there in your Bible. The word rich, it refers to oil, meaning olive oil, not motor oil or petroleum oil. The word is used 190 times in the Old Testament, and it always refers to olive oil. It is not talking about black gold or Texas tea, you know, or anything like that. Uh, In the ancient world, olives and olive oil were very, very valuable commodities. They were like the black gold, the Texas tea of the ancient world as far as their value. Uh, In ancient Israel, olives were served at every meal, including breakfast. Even today when you go to Israel, typically olives or olive oil are served at every meal. Uh, In ancient Israel, olive oil was used uh, in cooking. It was used as fuel for lighting lamps. It was used for medicine. It was used for anointing people in special ceremonies, like anointing the king or anointing the high priest. Uh, It was sold as a commodity. We see that in the the Old Testament. Uh, It was even used by the kings of Israel to make payments to other nations. They would send olive oil as a payment to other nations. Uh, The prophecy here is that the territory of Asher will be rich because of its vast olive groves. Even today, most of the olive oil produced in Israel comes from the territory of Asher. In Asher today, there's even a valley called the Valley of Olives. Just amazing, beautiful olive groves there, incredible olives. Olives, The olives they have there don't even look like the olives we have here in the United States. It's just amazing. Uh, Listen to what Moses prophesied about the tribe of Asher in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 24. Moses said, Most blessed of sons is Asher. Let him be favored by his brothers and let him bathe his feet in oil. (laughs) Let him bathe his feet in oil. The land of Asher will produce so much olive oil that people will be able to bathe their feet in olive oil if they want to. I don't know why they would want to. It probably will make your feet beautiful, I suppose. I don't know. But but they've got so much olive oil in Asher, they can bathe their feet 
and oil. Now, there are some today who take what Jacob said of Asher here in Genesis 49 and what Moses said about Asher bathing his feet in oil to mean petroleum oil, motor oil, not olive oil. In fact, there's an American company called Zion Oil and Gas that is drilling for oil on Mount Carmel near the territory of Asher. I say near the territory of Asher because Mount Carmel is not really in Asher. It's in Manasseh. They're in the wrong place, but that's a different story. And they are drilling for oil in Israel because of these verses that we read today in Genesis 49, Deuteronomy 33, about there being oil and Asher. They think it's talking about motor oil, petroleum oil. They actually have these two verses on the home page of their website as, as a company. I have an article for you. This is from NPR, drilling for oil based on the Bible. Do oil and religion mix? And so th- this, is a, this is a publicly traded company. And they're drilling for oil in the land of Israel in an area they think is part of Asher, but it's not because they think these verses are talking about petroleum oil. So far, they have spent over $130 million drilling for oil and they've come up with nothing. You know, it's like Yukon Cornelius from the old Rudolph cartoons looking for gold, nothing, right? Now, I could have told them It's talking about olive oil. And I would have only charged him $100 million. I could have saved them $30 million. You're welcome. Which I think just shows us that it's important to rightly divide the word of truth. Right? It can cost you $130 million if you don't rightly divide the word of truth. And let me just say also, I hate to say this, but I probably need to say this. Please don't go buy stock in that company and come back next Sunday and say, hey, Pastor Dan, guess what? I bought a bunch of stock in that Zion oil. You know, it's only 19 cents a share. I know there's a reason why it's 19 cents a share. There's a reason why it's gone down in value 75% just in this year. And if they do strike oil and the stock price goes to the moon, well, you shouldn't take investment advice from a pastor. That's your own fault. (laughs) So Asher will be rich primarily because of the olive groves. And they'll use their wealth and their abundance and their blessing to bless others. Now, the most famous member of the tribe of Asher is actually found in the New Testament uh, in Luke chapter 2. So if you want to turn there with me, Luke chapter 2. This is just after the birth of Jesus Christ. He's, He's a baby. He's about a month old at this point. Joseph and Mary have made a special trip to Jerusalem to make an offering. Uh, And Joseph and Mary, they have the baby Jesus with them, and they're in the temple. And look at verse 36. As they're in the temple, it says, Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God and was 
with fasting and prayers night and day, and coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in a moment, but first, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So we're told here that Anna, in verse 36, that she was from the tribe of Asher. Which a couple points here that we should, we should note. Uh, this shows us that Jews in the time of Jesus still maintained their tribal identity. All Jews today identify with the tribe of Judah. The word Jew is short for Judah. Uh, But back then, they still identified by their individual tribes. It also shows that the members of the ten northern tribes, some of them were still living in Israel hundreds of years after the ten northern tribes were carried away into captivity in Assyria. Uh, Sometimes you hear about the ten lost tribes of Israel. They're not lost. (laughs) God knows exactly where they are, right? Right? And in here's an example of somebody from one of those ten northern tribes, Anna. She's from the tribe of Asher. And Anna, look at the verse again, verse 36. She's described as a prophetess, meaning she had the gift of prophecy. She spoke forth the word of God. And she was a widow of about 84 years. This probably means she was about 84 years old. Not that she'd been a widow that long. And look at verse 38 again. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And you should note this. I think this is very important and very applicable to the times that we live in. At the time of Jesus's birth, there was a small number of believers in Jerusalem who were looking for the Messiah to come. Now, most of the people at that time, most of the Jews, most of the people were not looking for the Messiah to come when he came as a baby born in Bethlehem. Most weren't waiting for the Messiah to come when he came. Not even the religious leaders of Judaism were expecting the Messiah to come. But there was a small group that included Anna that were that were looking for the Messiah to come, that anticipated his arrival, looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Just a small remnant who understood the times they were living in, who understood that the Messiah was coming soon. Verse 38 says, After seeing Jesus, Anna went and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So evidently, those in Jerusalem who were looking for the Messiah, the Redeemer of Israel, they all knew each other. (laughs) They found other like-minded believers in town who were also eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come. 
Isn't it wonderful to find like-minded believers in Jesus Christ who have the same you know, zeal for the Lord and zeal for the word of God as you do? We, listen, here's the application for us. We should be eagerly looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church and take us to heaven at any moment. Just like this small group living in Anna's time, we should understand the times that we live in. You know, the events that the Bible said would happen in the last days are happening. And over the last 18 months, they have accelerated at a tremendous clip. The stage is being set. The pieces are all coming together like never before. And Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, that you should look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. Not after they've all come to pass, but when they begin to come to pass, Jesus said, look up for your redemption draws near. So we should be looking up, watching for, waiting for, eagerly looking for him to come. But understand, understand, please, that most Christians today are not looking for Jesus Christ to come. Most Christians today are not looking for Jesus Christ to come for his church. Most Christians today are asleep to what is happening in the world right now and blind to the signs of the times that are happening all around us. We want to be part of that small number of Christians who are awake and watching for Jesus to come for his church and to take us home to heaven in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. To be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 6 says, Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Others may be asleep right now, but let us not be asleep. Let us watch and be sober. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 7, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be serious, be sober-minded is the idea, and watchful in your prayers, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. The end is at hand, Peter says, so be serious, be sober-minded. This is not the time to be, you know, a trivial Christian or have a trivial kind of Christian walk. This is not the time to just play church. This is the time to be serious and watchful. And above all things, to have fervent love for one another. Jesus said, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So watch. Jesus could come for his church and take us to heaven today. (laughs) Please, I like that. (laughs) May Jesus find us watching and ready. And and yeah, there's going to be a lot of believers that are just asleep, not even thinking about it, not even realizing what's going on in the world. But may we be watchful and ready. You know, my my two younger sons and I have gotten in the habit each night when we say goodnight to each other, we'll say, here, there, or in the air. Right? Some of you may remember that saying. I'll see you here, there, in the air. Right? Just ready and watching. That brings us to the prophecy of Naphtali. 
verse 21, going back to Genesis 49. Naphtali is a deer let loose. He uses beautiful words. So this prophecy for Naphtali has two parts. Naphtali is like a deer let loose. That's the first part. And Naphtali uses beautiful words. So first, Naphtali is like a deer let loose, a deer with all restraints removed and set free that moves swiftly with speed and agility. So Naphtali is in the north. It's in the Galilee region. It's kind of the surrounding the western and northern and southern sections of the Sea of Galilee. It's a mountainous area. Uh, The people of Naphtali were mountain people. Again, Moses says of Naphtali in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 23, Naphtali is abounding with the favor of the Lord and is full of his blessing. How so? Here's how. Listen, listen. 80 to 90 percent. 80 to 90 percent of Jesus's life, ministry, miracles and teachings took place in Naphtali. 80 to 90 percent of what you read in the Gospels took place in Naphtali. And towns like Capernaum and Cana and Chorazin and Bethsaida, all in Naphtali. God incarnate, the word made flesh, he came to this earth to reveal himself to mankind and to offer himself as a sacrifice on the cross to save us from sin and death. And when God became a man and dwelt among us in the person of Jesus Christ, he chose to live and minister in Naphtali, primarily. I don't know about you, but I just think I think about that some. Why there? All the places. God chose to become a man and live there and minister there and little fishing villages. And on the hillsides around the Sea of Galilee in Naphtali, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter four. Uh, Verse 12 says, now, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea in the regions of Zebulun and Naphtali, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali By the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Matthew's gospel tells us that Jesus moved from the town of Nazareth to the town of Capernaum in Naphtali to fulfill the prophecy that's found in Isaiah chapter 9. And notice in verse 15, if you're a note taker, uh, you can underline the phrase, by the way of the sea. Zebulun and Naphtali are by the way of the sea. The way of the sea is also called the Via Maris. 
This was a trade route. It was the main trade route that passed through the Galilee and passed right by Capernaum. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There'll be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, please be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.